Welcome to Lionheart Podcast. Happy Wednesday in the Word, everybody. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope you had a good family time or just time with the Lord or both. That would be great. (laughs) Um, And uh, we're going to be continuing in 1 John chapter 3. So there's a lot in 1 John chapter 3. I'm going to try to go through the whole chapter. There's also some things that, you know, are going to be in question, you know, that we can discuss or that you can just listen to. um, And, you know, let me know if you have any feedback. So thank you, Jesus, for the word. We ask that you would just bless it, that you would help us to um, just be aware of your presence, and that you would give us knowledge and wisdom and insight into it. In Jesus' name, amen. So chapter three, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, which is an awesome, beautiful thing. Um, first of all, just that we can be called children of God, to to have that privilege, to have that honor, to be called his children, but also that like we don't know exactly like how things will play out at the end, how how we will look, how th- the 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 connection will be, you know, like when we see God when it's that time, but it'll be a beautiful thing. I am sure of that. Um. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So when you have that hope of meeting Jesus, of being together with Jesus, you want to be pure. You want to be clean. You don't want to come to Jesus, uh, on the, you know, well, okay. So we don't want to come to Jesus dirty in the sense of we don't want to die and leave this earth being sinful, full of sin. Um, you know, we have to constantly be purifying ourselves. We have to be making sure that we are Uh, examining and cleaning out our hearts, and we are asking God to forgive us. So, uh, verse 4, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. So, the whole purpose of Jesus coming, right? He redeemed us. He, He became sin that we should have no sin, if that makes sense, right? He is not sinful, but he, he took it on himself for us. And, okay, let's continue. Six. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Okay. John talks very direct. Now, when I read this verse, I never have really taken it like, you don't sin, period. You're, you're sinless, you know. Um, and I did try to look into commentary. Uh, and again, you let me know your thoughts, and I'm not saying, thus says the Lord this, or this is the exact interpretation. But the, the, the sinning that they're talking about um, is continual, habitual sin. Um, that's, you know, because it says whoever sins has neither seen him or known him. So it's not just like that, you know, where you're, 
you know, messing up and, and you're, you're trying to live right. But like that habitual sin where you were just, you were just continuing your life in sin. It, it was, it's saying like, you can't know God then, because if you do know God, you know, you, like it says earlier, you want to purify yourself. You want to be clean. You want to be right in right standing with God. So that's how I take that. You can definitely let me know your thoughts, anything that you think of with these verses, because again, that is the point of this. This is like a Bible study. We're here to study the Word of God. So you can email me, um, lionheartpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on uh, Instagram if you want to chat or bring up anything. I'm definitely into that and would like to go, you know, um, back and forth with conversation if anybody's interested. Okay. Um, Verse 10. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. That's a big deal right there, too, because we know the first John and second John, third John, talks a lot about love. And if you're not loving your brother, you are not loving God, right? For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. So we see that jealousy there um, to the point of death. And this is the total opposite, obviously, of love. Verse 13. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So we're taking it to, you know, the, the next level. So the first part of do not marvel, the world hates you. We know that that's part of Christianity. Um, if you were really living your life for Jesus, right, the world is not going to like you um, because you kind of expose, right, your light and you expose the darkness, and that's uncomfortable, and then people don't like that. Not everybody likes that. Um and then we also just talk about the brother, right? If, if you don't love your brother, you're sinning. But this is saying it's like murder. You lo- Hating your brother is the same thing as murder, okay? It's, it's wrong and it's evil. So we have to make sure that we are loving one another. Verse 16, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Do we do that? Do you do that? Do I do that? Are we laying down our lives for one another? Um, I think that this is a very hard thing to do sometimes because, let's just face it, we, we get wrapped up in things. We don't want to do things. Uh, some things seem too hard. Or we have to go out of our way. But that is what it's saying. It's saying that we know love because of what Jesus did for us and that we're supposed to imitate that. We're supposed to do that. And it goes on to say, 17, but whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him. And how does the love of God abide in him? So if you know that somebody's in need of something, if you know that somebody is suffering in some way or another, and you just turn your back, close your eyes, you are not having the love of God abide in you. That is, um, <laughs> it's turning a blind eye. It's, it's, it's not showing love. It's, it's being selfish in some ways because you're just thinking of your own needs before the other person's needs. So 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward 
God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he given us. So again, you know, I, I, what I take away from this chapter absolutely is that loving God and loving people is our mission. And it's saying that it's not just in word and tongue, it's in deed and in truth. It's in action, right? It's in action and it's in truth. It's in, in, in like, I guess, I take that in truth, like in coming from the right heart, coming from uh, the heart of Jesus. And also that, you know, when we, exactly where it says, hold on, let me get back to the verse. And this is the commandment we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love another as he gave his commandment. Now he who keeps his commandments, and when you do that, right, when you are keeping God's commandments, he abides in us. He abides in us. He is with us. And that is, I mean, what more can we ask and what more can we want but that Jesus abides in us? So there's a lot in this chapter, but to me, the biggest takeaway here is that we need to be loving God and we need to be loving people, that we need to be not staying in sin. We need to not be having a habitual, you know, like continuation of sin. We need to be purifying ourselves as he is pure. And when we do this, God abides with us and we are with him and he with us. And it's a beautiful thing. God bless you guys. Again, let me know if you have any thoughts, questions, comments. I would love to hear from you. And um, again, I know it's a lot to cover. So um, hopefully it was not too quick for you guys. But um, we can always, you know, t touch base again on different things. Um, so God bless you guys. And I will talk to you on Sunday Sentiments. And